How are you? Are you happy? I tell you, God is so kind. And I've got a word to share with you tonight that has just really impacted me. So I, I pray that it touches you the way that it has, it has touched me. Um, on the flight from Birmingham to, uh, excuse me, from Pennsylvania to Birmingham, Birmingham, they say in America, um, I was reading a book that a friend of mine has written. It still hasn't been published yet, but it will be uh, in a little while. And he'd asked me to write an endorsement. Um, this is written by a man called Warren Marcus, who is Sid Ross' executive producer. And I'd met, I met uh, Warren during some of my Sid Roth episodes, but then I was in Israel with Sid and uh, Warren was there. And over dinner one night, we were just talking and I noticed he was wearing an unusual sort of pendant. And I asked what that was and he, he said, oh, it's a, it's a um, replica of the amulet that was found. And I said, what, what's that? And he said, well, actually, they found a... a piece of, I'm not exactly what it, sure, a piece of stone or ceramic has been found with um, ancient Hebrew scripture that actually predates the Dead Sea Scrolls. And the scripture that is on it, was found on it, was Numbers chapter 6. And just the actual, the end of Numbers 6, which was this ancient priestly blessing that we read in Numbers 6. And I, I got really excited. I said, well, I've been so impacted by that blessing. That's something that's been so significant in my life. And it, as it turned out, I was preaching that night and I was preaching on Numbers 6. And so we had a wonderful conversation. And he said, I'm writing a book. Would you write an endorsement? I said, yes, I will. So now, if, uh, I think a year or so later... He sent me the manuscript, and as I was reading it on the aeroplane, I started just to have a major encounter with God. It it became so rich. I was so excited about what I'm reading here, and I want to share some of that with you. I mean, already this, this particular scripture has really impacted me in terms of revealing the love of God for us. Uh, But I I was excited as I I discovered that he is a uh, Jewish believer, and he had really begun to investigate the Hebrew. Uh, of this particular scripture and just the treasures that have come out. I want to share some of those with you. Are you interested? Yes. Oh, it's very lovely. Number six, let's have a look at it. Anybody know what it is? I'm sure you do. Father, we say thank you for your grace and your kindness. I so thank you for our opportunity to worship together tonight. That was beautiful, God, to be in your presence together. Lord, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for our house. Thank you, Lord, for this place. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Lord, for our worship team. Lord, we pray that you bless them and encourage them. Thank you, Lord, for your people who hunger and thirst after you. And thank you that you continually fill us to overflowing. God, we bless you. Lord, I ask that tonight you will stretch forth your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Lord, you are the name above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that you are Lord. Father, I thank you that right now, even now, diseases, sickness, pain has to bow its knee in the name of Jesus to your glory, to your name. Father, we give you worship. Amen. Feel free to get healed at any moment. (laughs) Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. 
I was so encouraged too that to hear how many people around the world are listening every week to the podcasts that come out of this place. So many people are, are tuning in and listening. I'm really grateful to our, our team. Uh, continue both with the live stream and, and Roland uh, with the way that you're um, putting out those podcasts on iTunes every week. Roland, wherever you are, God bless you. There are so many people listening. And uh, we're having the opportunity to be discipling nations, which is such a privilege. So thank you for all that you do. The priestly blessing, Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons saying that this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. This was something that when the priests were told to bless the people, they were actually not allowed to be in mourning. They had to be in a state where they were joyful because when the people would see them, they want, he wanted them to see a reflection of how God felt about them. So he wanted them to, they weren't allowed, they couldn't be in an official mourning time. They had to be fulfilled with joy as they, as they began to speak this blessing over the people. And he said, the Lord bless you and keep you. And we go, oh, that's nice. We use that word a lot. The Lord bless you. God bless you. And, and it's nice. It feels nice. It's a nice thing to say. But as, um, as my friend Warren began to really look into the Hebrew meaning of the word bless, it's fascinating what we find. It actually means to kneel and to give something of value. So it says, the Lord bless you which literally means in Hebrew, the Lord kneel before you and give you something of value. You know, I think of Jesus kneeling before the disciples and washing their feet. God Almighty coming down to our level to love us and to bless us, to give us something of value. It's the delight. This is the Lord saying, I want you to bless them with this blessing. The Lord bless you. To give them something of value. To kneel before you and give you. It's, it's overwhelming if you could picture it. God coming to kneel before you and bless you. you go, God it makes you want to get down lower and bless him. Scripture says in... in uh, First John, that we love because he first loved us. But as I apply this in my own life and think about the Lord kneeling to give me something of value, to bless me, what that looks like, my heart goes, oh, God, I want to bless you. I want to go lower. I want to bless you because it evokes worship. As I receive revelation of his love for me, my response is to want to love him back. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. And this is the heart of the Father every day. Is he, he wants to bless you. His desire towards you is to bless you, to prosper you, not to harm you. He plans to give you hope and a future. This is a revelation to us, his people, we who also who have been grafted in. It's a revelation of 
what the Lord is like toward us. When God is with us, he is not out to judge you, criticize you, find, uh, point out all your faults. He is there to kneel before you and to love on you. It's, it's amazing when I think about this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The word keep there, it talks about a thorny hedge of protection. But you could picture it, God kneeling before you, wanting to bless you, put his arms around you, then enfold you and keep you. Meaning, I will take care of you. You know, I, as I was um, younger, I'd, I'd sometimes feel a little sorry for myself. My parents were divorced when I was young and I love them both very much. And, but they both went on and had new families. And I was, my brother and I was sort of felt like we're the children of the family that no longer exists, you know. And, and occasionally I'd feel that rejection as they'd both have, be busy looking after their families. And one day I remember them having a conversation about who would um, take care of us, Andrew and I, in the will because, you know, they were responsible for their new families. And I, I, I'm sure they were doing all, you know, came to a very equitable solution. I don't know what that was. But even hearing the conversation made me feel much more rejected. Or like, oh, nobody wants to look after us. They're arguing about who has to look after us. And the Lord spoke to me from Psalm 27. He said, when your mother and father forsake you, I will take care of you. And I certainly haven't been forsaken at all. But I tell you, the word spoke so deeply to my heart that it doesn't matter whether you feel like you've been rejected or not. Even when you've been rejected, the Lord says, I will take care of you. In fact, there is, as child of God, there is nothing you are missing out on that God won't fully repay and take care of. Hallelujah. In fact, the deeper you've been cut, the more of God there is to fill. The Lord bless you and keep you. He says, I will take care of you. You can feel there is this fatherly rising up of a protective heart toward us that we can run into him and be safe. The name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into him and are saved. Hallelujah. The Lord keep you. This is his heart desire towards you. This is a revelation of the will of God. Remember F.F. Bosworth used to say, faith begins where the will of God is known. This is a revelation of his will because it's a revelation of who he is. God is love. And the will of God is to kneel before you to bless you, to give you things of value and to keep you, put his arms around you and fiercely protect you. Hallelujah. The Lord make his face shine upon you. I mean, this is amazing. God telling us, seek my face. We read it all through scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Then all through scripture, we, we read about seek my face, seek my face, seek my face. God tells us to seek his face, not so that he can tease us and then say, but aha, you can't see my face. He says it because it's an invitation into intimacy. When you look at someone's face, 
when you look into someone's eyes, they say the eyes are the window of the soul. The heart of God is that you would let him lift up your head. He's our glory and the lifter of our head. That he would enlighten the eyes of your understanding in the knowledge of him, that you would see him face to face. Now that the veil has been torn, we can go into the holy of holies, boldly approach the throne of grace. Hallelujah. He wants to lift your head and he wants you to see his face. Because if you can see his face, you can see into his eyes. And if you can see into his eyes, you can see into his heart. And his heart towards you is full of love. He desires so much that we would know and experience this love that passes knowledge. He says, let uh, the Lord make his face shine upon you. Now, I, um, I tell the story. I was in L.A. Uh, quite a few years ago and having dinner with some pastors. And there was a Korean pastor sitting next to me. And he wanted to show me a picture of his grandson. And a little video, in fact. And so he's showing me this video on his phone of his grandson. It's a cute little chubby-faced little Korean baby. And the, this Korean baby's there, just no expression, just sitting there. And in the background, you can hear the grandfather going, Oh, you're so lovely. You're so lovely. I love you. Yes, you're beautiful. I love you. And the Korean baby's not making any expression. And all you can hear in Korean is the, father, the grandfather going, oh, you're, you're so lovely. <laughs> and I was being polite watching. And he says, keep watching, keep watching. Okay, okay. You know, it's like a seven-minute video. <laughs> <laughs> but after a little while of this part, you can hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly the baby bursts into this big smile. And as I saw it, I thought about this scripture. The Lord make his face shine on you. You see, God comes and he smiles at you and tells you that he loves you until you can't handle it anymore and you just crack under the love and you explode in joy. Hallelujah. Our wonderful Jesus, he comes, the Father comes, and he wants to make his face shine on you until you can't handle it anymore. Until you cry out and go, Holy Spirit, give me strength so I can handle more of this love. Or until you say, I can't handle it, and you hear the Father say, ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen you because you've only just begun to experience what I want to give you. I wanted to, you to understand and experience love that passes knowledge, that passes your ability to comprehend physically, emotionally, spiritually at all. He wants to give you a grace, a supernatural strength to be able to drink in the shining, smiling face of the Father. He wants you to be, he wants, he is so radiant. The Bible says that in his light, we see light. In him, there is no darkness at all. And we come to him and we let him make his face shine on us. By faith, we look into his face and see his love for us. We're forever changed. 
But he doesn't want to do it just as a one-off encounter. He wants to do this for you every single day. So he's asking us to take time to let him do this, to kneel before you, to bless you, to put his arms around you, to keep you and protect you. Then to lift up your head so you can see his face that is so full of love for you that you that you blush, that you can't handle it anymore. And then he says, come on, ask for strength. I've got more to give you. Hallelujah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I tell you what, if you don't, you're in for a treat. Seek his face. Because if you seek him, you will find him. Because he delights to be found. And be gracious to you. He is so gracious. When you expect him to smack you, he's there going, oh, you're so lovely. And you go, no, I'm not. He goes, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. And he waits until we come into agreement with how he feels about us. Because his desire is that we would apply faith to what he says about us. That we would love ourselves like he loves us. So that we then can go and love others the way he loves us. If we resist it continually and say, no, I'm not, I'm terrible, no, I'm terrible, I'm terrible. He's there going, you're so lovely. Waiting for you to come into agreement with him because until you do, you limit your capacity to love others. Because you will love them with the same level that you allow him to love you and you come into agreement and love yourself. If you are judgmental and critical of yourself all the time, at all, actually, if, you, if that's the, your attitude towards yourself, that's going to be your attitude to everybody else. I feel sorry for some of the people that we love if we love ourselves that way. But if we let him overcome us and overwhelm us with his shining face and take time to let it impact and radiate through the core of our being, making our heartstrings start to tremble and make music for his glory, then we start to come into sync with how he feels. Then he begins to release faith that says, yes, God, thank you. You are gracious to me. You are gracious to me. Your grace, I thank you, God, has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. You've set me free from the bondage of sin. You've empowered me to live holy and righteous. You've empowered me to make the choices to walk in holiness, to forsake all others and say, God, you are my God. Hallelujah. This is the power of his gracious heart toward us. He empowers us by his grace to live lives that are holy and clean and pure. The Lord be gracious to you. When we actually understand grace in the, con in the context of his keeping us, loving us, putting his arms around us, making his face shine on us, we don't take it as a license to sin it causes us to feel incredibly empowered and incredibly loved. And it causes us to want to please our Father. Hallelujah.
It allows us the freedom to be in his presence. Because if we are covered with shame, we'll hide ourselves like Adam and Eve did in the garden. So he gives us his grace so that we don't have to hide our faces in shame, but that we can receive his love. Hallelujah. Then he says, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. This is, uh, this is what the line that really just hit me years ago. I heard Charles Stock tell a story about these Jewish rabbis that were debating this particular scripture. And they were saying, how could God, who is most high, lift up his countenance upon anybody? Like, how can God lift up his face on somebody if he's most high? And they were all there, hmm, this is a troubling question. And as they were discussing this question, the door opened and one of the rabbi's two-year-old sons ran in. And the rabbi just grabbed him and picked him up and instinctively just lifted him above his head and said, Oh, my son, I love you, my son. And then suddenly all the other rabbis went, And in the Hebrew, this, this word, even the letters, this is what is depicted. God lifting us up like this. God saying, my son, my son, my daughter. You read the scripture and he says, greater works than these shall they do. God gets pleasure out of promoting you. Which is why you need to humble yourself and receive his grace. Otherwise, you have no capacity to even begin to, by faith, receive the reality that God wants to lift you up. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Humility, it takes great humility to receive what you can have no part in earning. If you will humble yourself and agree with God about how he feels about you, receive his grace knowing that you don't deserve it. If you will humble yourself like that, the Lord then says, I will lift you up. I will promote you because this is my delight. I mean, you look at it. Parents are just like this. They want their kids to do well. I mean, I think about um, (laughs) John's. Mom, she's like, these are my boys. Can they sit at the right hand and the left hand of you in the kingdom? I mean, they want them to go well. I mean, she was a bit misguided, but she didn't realize we actually all get to sit in the most special place that is seated with him in heavenly places. Hallelujah. At the right hand of God. But a mother or a father, a good mother or father want their children to do better than they do. And that is the heart of God. He says this about us in regards to, to, to himself. He says, greater works than these shall they do. Jesus says that about us. The Father wants to lift up his countenance upon you. I remember thinking about this scripture when I was being um, commissioned as an apostle um, over in H. Rock. They had uh, Cheyenne and James Gall and Charles Stock and Bill Johnson and Chris Vallotton and a whole lot of others were there, uh, Cindy Jacobs and others. And, you know, we were uh, commissioned. They laid hands on us, recognizing an apostolic call on our lives. 
And knowing that was happening that night, I was just undone in worship at the concept that God, God, you, God, you get pleasure. You get pleasure out of lifting us up. And it doesn't make your heart go, oh, I'm so awesome. It makes your heart go, holy, holy God, you're so holy. Wonderful God. You know, the plans that he has for you are beyond your capacity to imagine or hope or dream about. Exceedingly, abundantly above all you can ask, hope or imagine is what he desires to do for you. Which is why he gives you these desires, drops them into your heart, hoping that you would allow his love to breathe on them and bring them to birth. Because Christ in you wants to do far more than you've ever imagined. If you reckon yourself dead and alive to God in Christ, Christ in you is not dreaming of just surviving. Christ in you is dreaming of making you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, it's good. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That word peace is shalom. Wholeness, wellness, completeness, supernatural peace, not just as an emotional feeling, but wellness, health to your body. Shalom. The Prince of Peace, God himself. Covering, surrounding, infiltrating every fiber of your being, letting you walk in supernatural peace. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. God continually speaks these words to reveal who he is to us. He is our peace who has broken down every wall. He is the prince of peace. And he says now, it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. He is peace. Therefore, we have peace. We can access this incredible peace, knowing we've been reconciled to God, knowing that we don't have to be afraid. Hallelujah. We don't have to fear anything. We can enter into a, a person who is peace. We can actually physically, emotionally, spiritually Remind ourselves and lean into him who is peace and receive a shalom that is health for our bodies, health for our minds, supernatural peace over every situation that's going on around us, supernatural peace that we can then speak out and bring into every place we go. He says, when you enter a house, let your peace come upon it. What peace? The peace that you now are as it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. You've got to be aware of what you've got in order to be able to release it. He says, when you go into a town, heal the sick that are there. It's shalom. It's, it's, he wants you to release the same grace that he has given you, peace, wellness, health. You know, he doesn't talk about health in that blessing because shalom absolutely is your health. Shalom, divine health, supernatural protection, wellness. It encompasses this incredible thing. That, I mean, this is the piece of scripture, the oldest piece of scripture that we as humankind have. And it's a revelation of the Father's heart toward us. 
It's a revelation of the will of God to us. And if you will take what you know to be the will of God and you will grab a hold of it, you will receive it, then God wants to fill you. He wants to bless you. He wants to give it to you. Amen. So, Father, we say thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your grace. We're so grateful. We're so grateful, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you. Lord, I I just ask, Lord, that you would come right now and, and release a revelation of your peace to your people here tonight. Lord, peace to the storms in their lives. Lord, peace that is not just a a nice emotion, but peace that calms the storms. Peace that brings divine order where there's been disorder. Peace that brings beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. The garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Peace that brings freedom for the captives. Healing, wholeness, and wellness. Lord, I speak peace. I'm going to speak this blessing over you right now. And I want you to think about what this is as I do it. And I want you to receive it. You can listen to the words and go, oh, that's nice. Or you can apply your faith and grab a hold of every little bit and receive it. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. That is the Lord kneel before you to give you gifts. The Lord put his arms around you to protect you, to fiercely guard you, to love you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. His magnificent face that is full of love for you. His face that has no accusation, no uh, when, you are, when you have confessed your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. As you have exchanged your sin, he has become your righteousness. And he wants you to look and see that he does not look at you and condemn you. He looks at you and loves you. He calls you clean and says, do not call unclean what I have made clean. He makes his face shine on you to say, I love you. It causes you to, to want to abandon anything you've held on to that is not holy, not clean. The Lord make his face shine on you, give you revelation supernaturally of his great love for you. Let it shine on you and show you his joy over you because he rejoices over you with singing. He looks at you and there is no condemnation in his eyes. There is only incredible Love and delight that you are in his presence. The Lord be gracious to you. May you receive a revelation of God's grace towards you tonight. May you receive and appreciate the incredible gift that you have, the lifeline that he has given you, that you can become a new creation in Christ As you lay hold of his mercy, as you lay hold of his grace, he makes you clean. He makes you righteous. He gives you power to receive his identity, to receive his mercy, to receive his great grace that transforms you and makes you new, causes you to be as he is in this world. Father, we thank you for your grace. 
the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. That is, the Lord lift you up. The Lord fulfill his purposes, his desires, and his plans for you. His plans for you are not to shame you. His plans are that you would shine like a star in the universe as you hold out the word of life. That you would prosper and be in health. That you would be that his grace would be upon you, and that you would do greater works than he did when he walked the earth. This is your Father's heart toward you. The Lord give you peace. Shalom, wellness. Father, right now I'm just asking for healing, mercy, great grace, Lord, to break forth in these people's lives. You are God of the breakthrough. <laughs> Lord, I speak shalom. I speak healing, Lord, right now. Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that someone's eye right now, you're just touching and healing that in the name of Jesus. I thank you. It's like there's, there's an issue with the cornea. I thank you for healing that now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for touching and healing someone else that's been struggling. I, I believe it's with um, endometriosis or some uh, issue with the reproductive um, organs there, lady. I want to bless you with shalom. I declare you healed healthy, free in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone else with hearing problems now in the name of Jesus, I bless you. Lord, I thank you for those that are, are struggling with any form of disease or sickness. You come and you bring shalom. You bring healing right now. Where there's been disease, God, you bring ease, healing, comfort, strength, life. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that those diseases need to bow their knee to the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we speak healing in Jesus' name. We say yes and amen. Someone else is having a problem with their foot. In the name of Jesus, I speak shalom, life, health to your feet. Father, in the name of Jesus, someone else with a knee, Lord, that needs healing. Father, I thank you. And through the shin, Lord, healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Someone else with skin issue, skin condition. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing and wholeness to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Papa. Whatever you need, you don't need a word of knowledge to receive healing. Just begin to take it. This is the will of God for you, that you would be healed right now. I thank you, Lord, for your healing grace, your healing power. Lord, just to rest on them now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. I want you to put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing, if that's uh, something you can do. And if you can't, just put your hand on, the, on your heart. And I thank you, Papa, right now that whatever their needs are, Lord, you meet all of their needs according to your riches in glory, that your will toward them is to bless them, to keep them, Lord, to heal them and to deliver them. Father, for it's who you are. You are our peace. You has broken down every wall. You are our healer. Lord, by your stripes, we are healed. Father, I thank you for your healing and your breakthrough, Lord, and your deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. Freedom in Jesus' name. We say yes, we say yes, we say yes. Just begin to receive it. And I want you to do something that you couldn't do before. Papa, I say thank you for your healing. Lord, right now, healing, healing breaks forth, breaks forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for healing. Now, now. Father, I thank you that it drops on them now. Healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I, I want to hear what the Lord's doing. But before we do that, I just want to ask, 
if you're here and you know in your heart you are not walking in relationship with God, it's one thing to hear about him and think, oh, that's, that would be nice. But it's another thing to actually respond to his mercy. Now, he offers mercy, but in order to receive mercy, you've got to acknowledge that you need it. That is, you need to acknowledge that there is sin in your life that you can't pay for. And you've got to receive in humility the grace of God to set you free, to give you power to leave that and receive newness of life to receive the kingdom to receive the grace of God it requires you to say God I want to respond to your mercy I want to be born again I want to receive your power to become new on the inside if that's you tonight and you say yes tonight's the night I want to cross the line and I want to receive the mercy of God I want to come into relationship with God I want to be born again I want you to wave your hand at me. I want to pray for you. Yes, God bless you. Is anyone else that says, yeah, that's me. I want to pray for you before we go any further. Is anyone else that says, yeah, that's me. Tonight's the night. I want that to be my my choice, my free choice. You see, God is love. God bless you. And when we make the choice to do that, the Bible says, as you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father who is in heaven. He gives us the freedom to choose whether we be in relationship with him. He does everything he can to reveal to us the truth that he loves us and he's for us. But it's only when we humble ourselves and acknowledge our need of forgiveness, acknowledge and by faith receive it, that we become new on the inside. Hallelujah, Father, we say thank you. Is anybody else? Yes, I see you. That's powerful. You know, by making that decision, what you're doing is you are crossing a line and the father runs towards you. There's a story about that in the Bible, the prodigal son, where this, this guy's gone and done everything he shouldn't have done. Told the father, I want my inheritance now, taken it, spent it on prostitutes and gambling and everything that he shouldn't have done and ran out of money and finally came to his senses and decided, well, He's a good man. My father, maybe he'll let me have a job. But as he came home, the father saw him and ran toward him, wrapped his arms around him, smothered him with kisses, called for a robe and a ring and a party. And the son was like, I'm not even worthy to be called your son. And the father says, my son was dead and he's alive. When we respond to him, God doesn't say, you wicked person, how dare you? He looks at you and goes, I've been waiting, I've been looking, I've been longing. Come here, my son. I want to restore everything to you. I want you to know you belong, you are loved, you're accepted. This is who God is. Is anybody else that says, yeah, that's me? Yes. Yes, I see you. That's beautiful. God bless you. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. Now, there's something really powerful when we make this, this deliberate choice. We say, yes, Lord. He runs towards you and everything changes. He will never leave you or forsake you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Papa. If you raised your hand and you said, yes, I want that. I want you to to come and I want to pray for you right now. Would you do that? I want you just to come. Give them a hand as they come. I want to pray with you right now. Would you do that? God bless you. It's so awesome. Come. Come on. I want to pray for you. It's really wonderful. God bless you. So proud of you, man. So awesome. 
anybody else want to join them tonight? Just come forward a little bit. I'm so proud of you because your father is so proud of you. Yeah, God bless you. Thanks, Papa. Now, this is, this is such a powerful and glorious thing that you're doing because what you're doing is you're making a stand and saying, God, I need you and I want you and I believe that you'll receive me. I know that you'll come and that you'll meet me right now. And he says, even as you've confessed me before men, I will confess you before my Father. You've made that choice. You know? And I tell you, all of heaven is rejoicing over you right now. Would you pray this after me? Father God, I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to be punished in my place, to die. I declare Jesus rose from the dead. He paid for all of my sin. Lord, have mercy on me. I bring you all of my sin. I bring you my life, my shame everything I am and I lay it at the foot of the cross I give it all to you Lord come into my life make me new on the inside fill me with your spirit I believe you forgive me you make me new and that right now you receive me as your child. Thank you, Father. Help me to know you in ever-increasing ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Father, we celebrate. <laughs> Would you just reach your hands out toward these precious ones right now? We're just going to pray for them. Papa, we say thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. <laughs> Father, I'm asking Holy Spirit that you would seal this in her heart. I declare that she is a new creation in Christ. Father, I thank you. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Father, I'm asking that she would know your love for her. Lord, that as she seeks you, she will find you in ever-increasing ways. Father, thank you for what you've done and what you've begun in her heart. Father, you who've begun a good work, carry it through to completion. Father, come on, keep praying. You can pray out loud. Papa, I thank you for your son who you love this one who you love father i thank you for the, his bold declaration that i am a follower of christ lord i bless him i bless him i bless him i thank you for power lord to live like you lord i ask for grace lord that you would give him revelation of your love for him your unconditional grace your unconditional love father bless him fill him father with your spirit father i thank you for freedom i thank you for joy i thank you for the depth of your love lord to wash over him continuously that people will say i want to know god like you do father bless him indeed father fill him with your spirit lord i'm asking holy spirit i thank you for this precious one lord who has chosen you and lord you have chosen her father i bless her fill her in jesus name i ask amen 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 father thank you for your grace lord we bless them in jesus name hallelujah God bless you guys. We've got a, just we've got a Bible we want to give you, and uh, if you'd like to just go with Tisha just for a minute, you can come back in. And uh, why don't you give them a really big hand and say, "We love you. We're so proud of you."
tell us we love you. We thank you. We give you worship, God. You're worthy. Father, I'm asking Holy Spirit that you come and fill. Lord, I thank you for a release of revelation in the hearts of your children, Lord, tonight. Thank you for healing. Thank you for grace. Lord, I thank you for your mercy, your freedom. <laughs> Washing over them, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for making your face shine on your people, Lord. We bless them. Thank you for your anointing, Lord, that breaks the yoke of bondage. Lord, I thank you. Thank you. 